everyone, and welcome to Seven Mile Chats, a podcast where each week I, Julia Struckley, talk with someone about a scripture verse of their choosing, and we look at that scripture from different angles. I'm a scripture teacher at a Catholic school, I've been a youth minister, and I have a master's in theology, but the purpose of this podcast is just to have a conversation about scripture and try to apply it to today's world. And today I'm walking and talking with someone you've heard from before because she was my very <laughs> first guest on the very first season of this podcast, and now we're finishing up season two together. She and I have been friends since college. We studied media together. We've prayed together. She's a mom. It's Maria Sousa. Welcome, Maria. Thanks, Julia. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, it's so cool. Like I was saying before we hit record, like I just think it's going to be a really cool way to end the second season with the way that we started the first season. I just love that symmetry for us. (laughs) And I love that I've got to come on the podcast, but then listen to the podcast and and hear all your awesome guests. Um, And I, I, again, I just feel honored to be able to, to close it out with you. Yeah, and I'm excited because um, my better audio I was mentioning earlier. Um, <laughs> people love people love your episode. Like it's still one of the number like top five downloaded episodes of what? all of them. Yeah, but I just feel bad because the audio was really bad, and everybody. <laughs> I remember my mom like messaging me, and she's like, "I love you, and Maria. Like this is so great." But like the audio, and I'm like, I know, mom. Like, <laughs> but now we have better. I have a microphone. I have legit headphones. Like. It's not just my iPhone equipment. <laughs> it, it's awesome. I'll, I'll have to upgrade if, if I get to be <laughs> on season if, three. If there's another season <laughs> and I get to be on it, I'll have to upgrade my my equipment or steal something from the office. <laughs> well, like that being said, why don't you share with our listeners a little bit more about what you do? Sure, absolutely. You know, everybody asks me, "Well, tell me about yourself." You know, and I start with obviously, I'm I'm a wife and a mother. Those are those are kind of at the very, very top. I have four kids. My oldest is 14. My youngest is seven. It's quite busy around mm-hmm. around um, this house. And um, as the school, uh, school year has started, even more so. Um, but if that's not enough, I do have a full-time job. I'm a digital director. So I, I play in this space on a regular basis. And I um, help make sure that we promote um, all of our content and podcasts. So this is exciting to be on, on this side. Every once in a while, they pull me in for for something at the office, but this is um, this is the most consistent podcast that I've ever been a part of. Um, twice, I love it. Twice, yes. <laughs> You're consistently on each season so far, so that's that's definitely something. <laughs> and then you know, as if that's not enough, we I I do a ton of volunteer stuff for the schools for my kids. Um, and this year, uh, I don't know if I've shared this with you. I um, volunteered to help teach catechism at church. Um, (laughs) and and I got um I was assigned the confirmation class so um it's going to be a busy year what age are they when they do confirmation where you are yeah so they're seventh and eighth graders um so the seventh graders are first year so they get they they're coming to me already having a year of formation which is good and I have a co-teacher which is also great and then um, this is the second year crew and it's a tiny little class um which is typical at our parish which is awesome in so many ways because of just the one-on-one um, conversations that we can have and they get mm-hmm. to ask some really awesome questions. We've only had two classes and um, I already have homework given to me by them um, for the <laughs> questions that they have um, that they need me to bring back to them. I always give them a challenge at the end of class, granted only twice, but they also have been challenging us. So it's been really, really fun. The, the, the other reason I'm really excited is because the curriculum is, you've probably heard of it, um, 
it's through, uh, here's a plug for, for somebody I, I don't even know. Um, the Ascension Presents, so it's their chosen curriculum, chosen series. Um, oh, I don't so know is it based of it. off of the, based off of the show? Um, so, n- no, so it's, it's curriculum that they're, I guess I don't even know the, the right way to explain it, but Ascension is the parent company and chosen is yeah. the name of the, um, the confirmation course. And so it's everything. It's the workbooks and the parent um, manuals plus um, the online ver- piece, which is actually the, the videos are awesome. So unit, each unit, there are a couple of really short videos with awesome um, conversation questions. And it's super well done. I've only kind of done a sample class and listened to that and, and then done one, um, one and a half units with the, with the kids. But um, it's just really cool. And I actually, my oldest made her confirmation last year, and she's going to help me um, kind of come alongside me and review and listen to everything. It's my way of also just refreshing her on, on all of this stuff. But it's <laughs> just done agenda. so, yeah, well, it's just done so well that the videos are awesome. It's just super engaging. So take a look. There's like a free trial sample that you can um, have them send you and you can like listen to the videos. So. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I, that is good. I, I, you know, Christian media, as you know, is a Catholic woman in media. We don't really have the best reputation. (laughs) So it's good to hear that like people are doing media well. And especially at that age group, like, you know, middle schoolers are always challenging. And especially in this generation, it's just not like what we were, like the textbooks are just not going to cut it. You have to engage them, you know, so that's good to hear that it's being done well. I thought, I thought at first you meant everyone on this show talks about the chosen series, like the YouTube series. (laughs) So I thought that maybe they could create a curriculum that goes alongside that show, but, um, which maybe that's an idea that maybe we need to work on. I don't know in our spare time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, well, and and I I was actually pleasantly surprised that it was as cool and engaging as it is, um, and it's actually a few years old. But mm-hmm. the the videos, I mean, you so as media um, studies majors, you would appreciate it for the quality of, and the videos are super short. Um, mm-hmm. I can imagine it would be something that would be awesome to use in the classroom. I love that. I mean, you know me, I'm, I'm, that's what I do. Middle school religion is my jam. So <laughs> welcome to the club. We welcome you. Thank you. I'm sure I will have questions for you as we go along. As a parent, you're teaching constantly, right? Like you're teaching your sure, kids, but sure, they're sure. your kids. So uh, yeah. it's different when it's someone else's kids um, entrusted yeah. to you. <laughs> well, we can swap. Yeah, definitely continue to swap um, resources for sure. Um, the last time that we talked, you know, we are still in a pandemic, obviously. But um, when we, I think, talked last time, we really, like, it was still pretty locked down. And I felt like, I don't know, we talked a lot about, like, outside mass and being mm-hmm. at home. And just, I felt like maybe we had more time to, like, enjoy. And now I feel like when we're talking, it's busy again. You know, kids are yeah. back in school. We're adding all the extra things that we used to do. So I don't know. How are yeah. you feeling since we last talked? <laughs> how are you feeling? <laughs> um, probably more overwhelmed than the last time we talked, but probably for different reasons. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I think that it, yeah. yeah. I'm glad that, that school is back and that my kids are back. I'm glad that um, sports to a certain degree are back and um, everybody's playing. But, it, you know, it just adds <laughs> – I also feel like a, you know, a hired driver most of the day, Mm -hmm. most times, you know, um, who needs to go where I, every kind of Sunday I sit down and plan it all out, map it all out, make sure that there's not, you know, that we don't need someone else to tag in to pick up drop off kids. But, but it's good to be back in so many ways. It's good to be back 
in church. Um, it's good to be able to see people. You and I have seen each other. Um, mm-hmm. Not enough, but... Um, but at least we got to, to do birthday, 40th birthday. Yes. We had talked about it last year. Yeah. And then it's already happened. <laughs> it's been I crazy know. Here. But that was awesome. I mean, thank God for... Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Vaccine. Science and vaccines yep. and um, you having a, the world, a world around you where every single person um, was on that train. It's just awesome. It yeah. was so great. To it see was. People. Yep. Every single person in that room. And it was right after things had just started to open up. We like just made the cut of like being able to have mm-hmm. like 30 people in a room and everybody was vaccinated. It was, it was perfect. It was awesome. Well, let's get into the scripture. I'm so, I'm so excited to end the season, like I've said. So we've picked um, a good one, a classic one that we have referenced um, on this podcast before. And I think it's definitely worth diving into. So we're going to talk about 1 Corinthians 13, the classic verses four through seven. So when you are ready. Awesome. So again, I just pulled up the USCCB um, version, but I realized the one that I had sent you was even a little bit different. So um, we can, we can kind of confirm and connect this to you. So love is patient. Love is kind. It is not jealous. It is not pompous. It is not inflated. It is not rude. It does not seek its own interests. It is not quick-tempered. It does not brood over injury. It does not rejoice over wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Okay. So yeah, the one that you had sent me is obviously very similar. I think some of the changes are love does not brag. It is Mm -hmm. not puffed up. It is not rude. It is not self-serving. It is not easily angered or resentful. So kind of like I think a little more contemporary mm-hmm. language in the translation you sent me. But I'm going to talk a little bit about um, 1 Corinthians. We had a couple uh, weeks ago um, a guest who chose 1 Corinthians 12, which is also really popular. The right. um, spiritual gifts and the body and how each part of the body is necessary and valued. And that when one part of the body suffers, we all suffer. And then it goes right into this. And she and I even kind of talked about chapter 13 since it comes, it comes after that. And I feel like mm-hmm. we can talk about how that passage and this kind of go together. But um, just to recap what First Corinthians um, was about, Paul was writing to this letter to Corinthians, um, which is in Corinth, Greece, about kind of divisions that were happening in the church that time. They were factionalizing themselves and kind of arguing particularly about the Eucharist and the celebration of the Eucharist, which when she and I talked was very timely because we were seeing a lot in the news about, you know, the Eucharist and who should and should not receive Mm -hmm. it and how it should be done. And I feel like that's still an issue. It's amazing, you know, 2000 years later and Paul kind of trying to unite them and, and say, so knowing that and then hearing this verse about love, I feel like also gives it some context, but we obviously can take this passage in so many different contexts. So when I had said, you know, we did a, such a great job and it was such a popular verse with Micah in our first episode, this is another really famous <laughs> verse. So why did, yeah. why did you choose this Maria? Yeah. So, I mean, it is, it is famous, right? I think we, we hear it a lot at weddings and I think everybody can kind of, even us Catholics that don't know our scripture so well, we can probably <laughs> rattle off a lot of the lines from this, right? Um, but I was actually in prayer. I was thinking a lot about this need for not being selfish. So this selflessness, caring for others, likely because I, I feel like I repeat this mantra at home as a, as a parent, right? Like 
just think of the other person and just pick up their stuff. Like I mm-hmm. don't really care that it's not yours. Just pick it up. Don't walk by it. Right. <laughs> um, and so I'm not surprised that our Lord put that on my heart in prayer um, to pray about this selflessness. Right. And I think that true definition of, of what we're called to as human beings, as Christians is to love and to love others like our Lord. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, in that perfect way. And, and we are not perfect, but we always have to be striving for it. And I love this because it it helps break it down. It's like that, you know, give me a definition of a word and someone starts telling you what it's not, right? In mm-hmm. order to kind of get to the thing that it that it is. Mm-hmm. And this does both um, mm-hmm. because it tells us what love is, but then it also tells us what it isn't. And there's so much here. Um, I started to kind of go through it line by line and I had so much for each line. So I'll, we'll just have to summarize, <laughs> but it just, it, it spoke to me. I was glad that you agreed. And, um, and yeah, I, I, I was hoping we could kind of dive in. Yeah. I, I referenced it a couple of times recently. I feel like, because my guests have all recently picked letters from Paul. We've, we've done first mm-hmm. Corinthians, second Corinthians, Philippians recently. And, um, what you were saying about like your kids at home, I could see in my classroom too. Empathy has been a really big word. It's like a buzzword mm-hmm. kind of everywhere in, you know, non-Christian circles too. And just yeah. how our society has become less empathetic. And I really find in my classroom, a lot more having to say what you just said. Like um, we had a power outage the other day at school and it was a little bit stressful. You know, the kids were all kind of freaking out. We're freaking out trying to come up with last minute lesson plans. And I was just getting really frustrated. And my students are all trying to talk over me because they were excited with the, you know, the unstructured like energy that was happening or like the outside routine. And I just was like, guys, you have got to like be with me right now. Like right now is the time where I need you to like, to think about how, you know, how we need to work together and like how this might be yeah. stressful for me. And and I need you to listen, you know, I was going to say too, with my little intro and context as Catholics and we go to confession, have you ever had this used as like your examination of conscience before you go to confession? Have you seen? No, it? but it's awesome. That's a great yeah, so, idea. Yeah. I've seen it where like you take this in and it's kind of like, have I been patient? Have I been kind? Mm. Have I been jealous? That kind of thing. And then you go into mm. confession I just, yeah, that, that comes up when I read it. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Actually, I saw um, somewhere where uh, someone did did that, but first they did um, kind of replacing replacing it with God. So God is patient. God is kind. Mm-hmm. God is not envious, right? Mm-hmm. Um, since He and love can be swapped, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they did that same exercise, right? Like, then check yourself. Are you patient? Are you, you know, I I am patient or you know, ask the question, are you patient? That's, that's a really, mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like examination, examinations of conscience can sometimes be, I don't know, just not, not as approachable, particularly for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause I think for some of the commandments, which they're usually based on, um, mm-hmm. kids are like, well, that's not something I eat. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> killing and adultery. Yeah. And like you that. know, so I like that. So what, since this is something that like we're talking about empathy and have selflessness, um, you know, let's kind of break this down, maybe how this passage relates to that and how it can help us um, today. So do you want to just kind of go go through it? What are some things that you jotted down? Yeah. So I, I started kind of just looking at um, what we're called to as Christians and kind of coming back to or just empathetic human beings. 
Um, I like I like kind of thinking of it that way too. So we are called to be patient with one another. We're also called to be kind to one another, and and this is applicable everywhere: the grocery store, at work, at you know, just um, I feel like so often, and in particular now, gosh, in so many ways, people are just not thinking of the other first, mm-hmm. um, and they're not considering, you know, what the circumstances are for other people, right? So even before we started chatting, we were just catching up with one another, making sure that, you know, mm-hmm. how are you? I think was your question. But how are you really doing, right? Like mm-hmm. that's that's just the the basics of, of caring about people and being kind. And it means mm-hmm. so much. And we're called to be happy for other people, not to be jealous of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's interesting to kind of define I think I've already said this, but to kind of define this, you know, love by what it's not and then call, you know, hold ourselves accountable. Are we easily anchored? Mm-hmm. Are we, um, you know, quick to judge? Yes. So mm-hmm. often, right? And mm-hmm. instead of, you know, I loved the example you just gave about your students, right? Like mm-hmm. think about how I might be feeling in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um and then think about what you're about to say. And and I'm sure with your students and me as a parent, like sometimes I even kind of stop them knowing their personalities and knowing what is likely going to come out of their mouth. And I say like, let's hold on to that thought and let's just check, like kind of make yourself a checklist. Is this going to make someone else upset, right? Mm-hmm. Is the thing that's going to come out of your mouth, is that actually going to come across as you being selfish or selfless, right? Like, are we, and you know, my kids roll their eyes and mom, you say that all the time. But, but I, I think even as adults, we have to remind each other and ourselves to, to stop and think before we speak, but stop and think before we do. And also be okay with doing something, even if we don't like it, because it's going to help someone else. Yeah, the part about like rejoice, not rejoicing over wrongdoing, but rejoicing in truth. I feel like that's huge, huge for like middle schoolers. You know what I mean? And that's hard. Like we were talking about this when I was talking about empathy with my coworkers. I'm like, is it that this whole culture is just lacking empathy or is it just because they're middle schoolers? Right. They just (laughs) I was super self-centered when I was 13, you know, for a very long time. I was a brooding teenager. And sometimes we do. We rejoice over like getting that person like the wrongdoing or like the, Ooh, yeah. Like that was awesome. That, that, you know, the bad thing that happened, mm-hmm. we maybe instead of like, what is true. So like in that moment example with my students, like they could have like, okay, we're going to help the teacher because that's, this is a whole right. stressful situation for everybody. But no, they were more just like, ah, school, like we're going to get to go home. Like, blah, you know, like getting crazy, <laughs> like the wrongdoing. Not, and the, I don't think they were conscious of it, but do you know right. what I mean? No, I, I agree. And, and I mm-hmm. think that, um, that it's, so much of this, I, I think kids don't realize, right? And some adults don't realize that oh, they do yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Um, but it also, it, it also makes so much sense if it is, if it's aligned in that way, because then you're thinking, and I keep saying this, but you're, then you're thinking of the other first, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you were talking about the line, and actually the other translation is, it is not glad about injustice, but rejoices in the truth. Um, mm. I almost take that, I tried to take that apart a little and, and I kept coming back to, perhaps it's the word injustice, but mm. um, just what we're 
our culture and our society and our world is going through right now, right? Why can't we just come together and rejoice, be happy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in in the good and in the truth instead of rejoicing this, over the wrongdoing? <laughs> yes, this yeah. this this craziness about in a divisiveness, right? Instead of bringing you know bringing people together. Yeah. So we you, you mentioned a lot about like how Paul does this. And I'm glad you did because I wanted to address that too, how he kind of talks about what love is using the technique of like what it is not to define it. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think about the definition of love, I drilled this into my high school students when I <laughs> taught high school, but Thomas Aquinas has a definition of love. Um, you may be familiar with it, but it's the effective willing of the good of the other. So mm-hmm. I think that speaks so much to like what you're saying too, right? Like if you yeah. really love, and it does, you know, that can apply to anybody that can apply to my best friend that can apply to my husband that can apply to the person I'm just called to love that I don't actually really love, you know, like mm-hmm. if I really want to love as Paul and Christ ultimately are calling us to do, like I have to want the good for them and then to effectively will it, like I have to like try to make that happen. So like mm-hmm. wanting the good for the other person and then like, trying to do something to make the good happen for them. But you have to start with like what you're describing. Like I have to even care and want to do that. Like I have to even recognize my, the other, I have to acknowledge that they're there before I can effectively will their good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. And, and, and you mentioned this a little bit too. I think perhaps that's what Paul to a certain degree was talking about, right? Like kind of mm-hmm. ha- helping them understand that this, these humans created by God, also have these God-given gifts, talents, mm-hmm, things that mm-hmm. that we need to, you know, rejoice with them in and the things that are good, right? Um, and that we're called to look for those the good. Um, and maybe that's it, right? Maybe it's it's as simple as, okay, you might not like this person or you might not want to spend time with them, but let's find something that's good mm-hmm. about them, about, you know, their situation, about, you know, and let's let's focus on that, you know, and I, mm-hmm. instead of this, you know, the, the need to find something that's wrong with someone so that you can be better. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I, um, I was looking at, um, there was a line, I'm going to see if I can find it here. Mm-hmm. Oh, here it is. So the one description of this, this part of scripture was kind of summed up with selfless love is the priority for every Christian. Mm. Say it louder for the people in the back. <laughs> I know, right? And I'm like, okay, that's super simple. That is like super simple. Selfless love is the priority for every Christian. Ugh. Can you imagine what it would be like if that was actually the case? Yeah. And it's so funny, too, because we were talking about how this is read at lots of weddings. And right. you get that because, I mean, I'm not married. You are. You've been married for what? You're like one of the first weddings I ever was like a part of and went to. You got me when I was fresh. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean, so that selfless love does apply for like for obviously someone you're going to spend the rest of your life with. But also too, like just should apply for us trying to live our lives like Christ, like right. in all situations. Right. Um, and I, I feel like I, I always end up in this, the back and forth of, you know, not even just saying like, think about what, you know, what, especially with my kids, like if your grandparents were sitting right here, is that how you would act, you know, or is that what you would say? Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes I also then say like, what would our Lord do if he was sitting in the front seat of our car, right? Like what would he, how would he react? What would he say? Because he is mm-hmm. really walking mm-hmm. with us. And 
he calls us to to do what he would do. He calls us to not be rude, to not seek our own interests, to not be quick-tempered. Because if he was sitting in the car and the same situation happened, he wouldn't have yelled at your sister or, you know, he would have, Mm -hmm. he would have been Jesus. He would have been kind. And not that that's hard, but sometimes it feels like the easy thing to do is to snap, to react, to get, you know, to get back at the person, to be angry too. And that's the opposite of, of being, you know, of thinking of the other, of being selfless, of, of -hmm. showing love. Um, I think, when I was, I've been meditating you know, a lot about this empathy. And then also I'm part of this group. I'll give it a little plug. Um, the Live Today Well C- uh, Collective, which is a yeah. women's blog, Catholic women's blog. And I do some social media stuff for them. Um, but we're doing this kind of theme of listening this year, which I love. I just think it's so important and relates so much to to love and, and empathy, right? So like if you're going to put yourself in somebody else's position and be selfless, you need to listen to get to know the other person. And I think as a teacher, I'm always talking, you know, I'm doing a podcast where I'm always talking, but I love the podcast and teaching too, because I do have to listen as well. Um, like if I'm listening to my students and I'm hearing that they're not getting what I'm, I'm putting down, you know, then I have to kind of revamp so that, that we can understand each other. And same thing with like my podcast, I'm trying to like listen. And if my guest takes me in a different direction, I got to go with, you know, like, so, um, it's been good practice. Um, but I'm not perfect at it. And I, I think listening to God is sometimes hard because my mind is constantly going. But anyways, my point is, I think to achieve some of this that Paul is calling us to in this passage, I think it requires some listening. And that is hard to do in our society where we want to put our voices out all over social media and everywhere. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? What I'm getting at? I do. Yeah. No, I do. And I agree um, on so many levels because as an extrovert, uh, myself, <laughs> it's hard to not want to be in the conversation. And it is mm-hmm. also very hard to stop and listen and pause and filter I mean, as a human being, but particularly because I like to talk, right? And so, um, but a huge, 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 huge part of teaching, teaching my kids um, teaching this new these these confirmandi and and teaching and or being in, being a leader being you know a mentor a huge part of that is listening and active listening right which is hard when you're not looking at the person but but acknowledging them as they're speaking and and making eye contact and and I find myself with my kids kind of trying to teach that but also to 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 do it myself right to to show mm-hmm. them. Um, how it's done and it's hard, particularly mm-hmm. because we are all so different. Our personalities, the way we communicate. Um, I'm a problem solver. So mm-hmm. people come to me and they might just want to vent, but mm-hmm. they're telling me about their problems. So I try to f- fix their problems mm-hmm. for them. And sometimes they say, uh, no, I'm good. I don't actually need that. I just need you to listen, right? Um, and learning to listen um, in in that kind of situation is just so important, right? Because it might just mm-hmm. be what that person needs, which is hard, right? Because sometimes I you just, think, go ahead. No, no, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Go ahead. I, I'm supposed to be listening and I'm not listening. <laughs> no, you are. <laughs> I'm trying yes. to speak. <laughs> 
I didn't um, stop. I didn't stop for you to speak. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, what I was saying is just, it's just really been on, on my heart because if we're looking at this, like love is patient. Like I think listening sometimes you have to be patient. Like love mm-hmm. is kind. Like it's, it's, and I just, in so many situations, like, you know, the other day I had a coworker or whatever that I was like, oh, I could have just like sent a, a, of a, like, you know, a hateful email or something, but I was like, no, I'm going to talk to this person mm-hmm. in person. And that mm-hmm. just makes it so much better. Like, even though that's harder, like yep. listening to where they were coming from and then hearing it from their, their mouth rather than interpreting tones that would have been sent sure. through email. It was just, we were much more patient. We were much more kind. We were not, you know, it was just, yeah. and, but we just don't take the time to do it. It's more time consuming to have to like approach somebody and, and listen to them, I think. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And it's so much more, I mean, it, it is hard. You said harder, like it's harder mm-hmm. to actually physically walk up to them, make eye contact with them. Right. But, um, there's so much more meaning in it that way. And there's so much less left to interpretation. Right. But, but yet we avoid that if we, you know, if we can, mm-hmm. um, and you know, that the passive aggressive, well, that's not what I said, you know, well, no, actually mm-hmm. that is, that's exactly what you said. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, and this was the tone that you added to that, right? So words are so important. So word selection, so important. Um, and then in person, you can also see their face, right? And you can, mm-hmm. you can watch them react. But yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. I have many, many in a, an experience with just trying to get mm-hmm. them at least on the phone, right? Kind of hearing their voice, mm-hmm. engaging, engaging the situation. Um, and I also, I think one of the first, this is very practical, but one of the first um, pieces of advice that I remember kind of taking in from some sort of a time management class early on in, in when I was working um, was uh, if you are someone who responds really quickly and maybe doesn't filter and sometimes responds when they're frustrated or angry and then might regret like, oh, maybe that those aren't the words I should have picked, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then put like, you can, you can set a delay on your emails. Um, and there are people mm-hmm. who do this. I, I, I haven't, um, but there are people who do it because they know mm-hmm. that they just need another maybe 30 minutes to get up, walk around, take a deep breath, pray, like then mm-hmm. respond. Right. And I, I think that can be applied in so many circumstances, you know, where people just get so heated and, and frustrated and, and, or make assumptions instead of just asking. The good news is if we were going to sum all of this up, we've kind of talked about this from all different angles. I love that you've given the context <laughs> of like the passage before about, you know, the spiritual gifts. And if we are truly loving people, we appreciate all of their gifts. We've talked about empathy and listening and all the things that I think go along with love and wanting the good. Um, but the the last line, verse seven is like, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, which I just, I love that it ends on that like positive note. Cause it, it can get really like, oh, okay. So I'm not, if I'm using this as an examination of conscience, like, oh, I'm not loving cause I'm not all these mm. things. But the good news is like true love, which is Christ's love, God's love, who is perfect. Like he is going to bear all things, you know, hope mm-hmm. we can hope all things. Um, so like we were, what we started with, we youth putting God's name in there. I feel yeah. like that really fits in so well at that verse seven. It really does. And, and another thing that it made me think about is it, very similar um, to what you just said is that 
it's almost like a relief at the end where Mm -hmm. you say like, and with this Christ like love, right? Cause we can only get to be like it, like him. Um, we are like set up for success, right? We've got, we have him to help us and support us. His love will bear it if we can't. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it will help us to get through the hard times, the suffering, you know, the, the times where um, we feel hopeless, right? And, um, and that's actually, you know, thinking about the pandemic, though, yes, we are still there in the middle of all of this, hopefully kind of coming out the other side soon. God prepared us for this moment. But he also wants us to come back to him in an even bigger way when we can't, we shouldn't do it on our own, right? And I mean, we could we could talk for hours about our Lord letting us suffer, right? And and us connecting our suffering to His. But that act, the greatest act of love when He died on the cross for us, like that's how we're here. That's how we have this hope. And the ultimate hope that we will be with him in heaven, right? And so living our lives in a way that unites us to our Lord so that he can help us and support us along the way of loving our neighbors, our family, in order to to achieve and to to earn heaven. Mm-hmm. Amen. I mean, we didn't even really get into this, but, um, you know, there's this was written in Greek and there's so many different. Greek words for love. I have to believe I don't, I'm a bad scripture teacher right now, but I feel like it's got to be the agape love that we're talking about here that Paul is using, I would assume, mm-hmm. you know, that like sacrificial love, you know, certainly you could have put, you know, philia in here, which is like the brotherly love. You can mm-hmm. put it that in there. You can put eros maybe, maybe not as much, which is like the romantic love, but um, definitely agape for me is like, that's the ultimate Christ-like love, which you were describing. And so I have to, I have to believe that's what Paul is is talking about here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Sacrifice. And I think that's just, and that, you know, I want to wrap this up because we've been talking, but um, like sacrifice is a concept I feel like that is truly lost these days. Mm -hmm. And when you're talking about like selflessness being the priority for, for Christians, like, duh, like that's because Christ gave himself up as a sacrifice that was selfless. You know, that's what we should be modeling ourselves after is that agape love, Mm -hmm. that sacrificial love. Mm -hmm. So, and here's the best part about it. He's not mm-hmm. asking us to sacrifice our life right. to die. <laughs> right. He right. Is simply asking us to to love one another and mm-hmm. to and and to come to him in our suffering. Um you know like he wants to bear it for us. Um mm-hmm. again, we could talk about sacrificial love for forever, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but you know, and and I, you know, I, I I kind of, I kind of love to think about the emphasis on selfless. We we started here a little bit as we were chatting in the beginning, right? Like, are are you making time for yourself, right? But but when you make time for others, it just gives you. Um, I'm searching for the words, but um, it just it it really does. It brings the gladness to your heart that you know th- that makes it all worthwhile, right? And and it's. Um, makes it okay that you might not be, um, you know, focusing on yourself, but you're focusing on others. There's so much more joy that comes from 
from that type of love. Uh, we, I think we, we crushed it. I think we, we <laughs> at the end of our end of our busy days, we both worked and um, you've been running around being a chauffeur for all your kids and uh, we, we, we crushed it. So at the end, we plugged a lot at the beginning, but is there anything else you want to shout out or draw our attention to as we wrap up? Um, not, not on a personal level. Um, I, and I know that this comes out, um, we're recording Probably before it November. comes out, yeah. yeah, but, but I, but I did want to just say, um, in general, um, novenas, which I know you love and I love mm-hmm. that, that you love yep. them. Um, we have a big one that wraps up tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. the feast of St. Therese and I, I, I was not planning to talk about this, but it just hit me, um, as I got my little reminder for the novena, but, um, I mean, come on talking about love, Mm, um, mm -hmm. and her and just her path to holiness in, in terms Mm of, you know, wanting to take every little, little Mm -hmm. thing, every little act in our lives and make those, you know, big things, um, with great love. So I don't know. I think it was meant to be, maybe we should have recorded tomorrow, but, um, It's awesome. No, I, I, I've been thinking about her a lot. I, I do love a novena and I do love St. Therese. My middle name is Therese. And I just, I love her story because she was, you know, kind of a little known for being a little bit like, not like a brat, but just, you know, she kind of got her way and was like particular when she was little. Um, and then obviously transformed into this sacrificial, like very, like giving and holy woman, you know, so it's like inspiration for me. Yeah. Um, that you, you could be a little sassy, you know, growing yeah. up and then and still become selfless as we've been talking about. But yeah, I think about that all the time about like how we can just do, I need to do little things with love, just little things with great love. Amen. I think it kind of wraps it up, you know? Yeah. Um, and that that's what she's doing now, right? Helping mm-hmm. um, to do these things on earth while she's in heaven. Um, mm-hmm. and help us all, um, just remember that, you know, that that can be, those little things can be our path to holiness. Amen. Well, I, I'm so glad that we got to wrap up this season and just, I'm so grateful for you and your faith and thank you for sharing it through media. <laughs> media. Can you believe we graduated from college as long ago as we did? I don't, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk. About it. <laughs> it's okay. But um, we both, I love you so much. I love you too. I can't believe we're both still using our degrees, but you know. I know. It's great. That is that is something to be to be celebrated for sure. We are both using our degrees. Um <laughs> if you all would like to follow me on social media, which did not exist when we were in college, no. but <laughs> does now. Thank, um studying thank the media. Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um you can follow me on Instagram at seven mile chats, all spelled out. You can also follow me on Twitter at Miss Struckley One, M S S T R U K E L One. I would love to talk to you about scripture, get your feedback, be a guest, reach out to me. I love hearing from you all. And uh, Maria, I love you. I love you too. Thanks so much for having me. Bye everyone.